Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, The Interpretive Key to the Sermon on the Mount. The theme of Matthew is Christ the King. The King is coming. The King has come and was rejected. The King is coming again. This is a good summary of the Messianic King theme developed in the Bible. The Old Testament promises a coming messianic king. The Gospels show he came and was rejected, with Pilate famously putting up over his cross the superscription, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Matthew 27, 37. But the scripture also holds forth that Jesus is coming again as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation 19, 16. Christ came the first time, presenting himself as king and the kingdom to Israel on the condition of repentance, Matthew 4.17. Christ then proceeded to teach kingdom ethics that are to define how his kingdom people, that is, true repenters, should live. This is the background of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5-7. through Some commentators think that the ethics of the Sermon on the Mount are related essentially to the future time of the kingdom and have little application for now. I disagree. Although the kingdom is future, all true believers in Christ are kingdom citizens and are therefore called to live accordingly. For this reason, Paul says, quote, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He's emphasizing attributes related to the coming kingdom and that we should live according to this. By the power of the Spirit, we can live out a kingdom ethic in the here and now. Compare Romans 8, 1 through 4. Paul says believers should, quote, walk worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory, 1 Thessalonians 2.12. True repenters are those who will inherit the kingdom, and the expectation is that this will demonstrate itself in the life, compare 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. In the Sermon on the Mount, Christ draws a major distinction between the practical righteousness standard of the scribes and Pharisees in contrast to his kingdom ethic. And lest we think it doesn't really matter how people live so long as they believe, note what Christ says in Matthew 5.20. Matthew 5.20 reads, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Right here in Matthew 5.20, we have a very important interpretive key to proper to properly understanding the Sermon on the Mount. All the way through here, Jesus is emphasizing a deeper spiritual dynamic. True conversion results in a changed heart that applies the spirit of the law and not merely the legal code of it. The result is seen in changed lives that are salt and light in the world. Warren Wiersbe writes, quote, I have always felt that Matthew 5.20 was the key to this important sermon. The main theme is true righteousness. The religious leaders had an artificial external righteousness based on law. 
But the righteousness Jesus described is a true and vital righteousness that begins internally in the heart. End of quote. Here again in Matthew 5.20, we see the voice of authority in Christ saying, For I say to you, this phrase is found 14 times in the Sermon on the Mount. The righteousness exhibited by the scribes and Pharisees was all about externals. It was an external self-righteousness. In contrast, Christ authoritatively emphasized a necessary response of the heart, saying in Matthew 5.8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The righteousness that will enter the kingdom is based on true repentance, as seen in chapters 3 and 4. On the basis of repentance and faith, God imputes righteousness to the true believer. Genesis 15, 6, And he, Abram, believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Romans 4, 22-24, And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Speaking of Abraham, Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Christ's point is this. Those who have a true righteous... Let me back up. Those who have a true repentance slash faith will have the outworking of righteousness in their life. It works from the inside out, not from the outside in. The scribes and Pharisees had it backwards. They emphasized an external righteousness, but that never affects the heart and will never get you to the kingdom. This must have been shocking to hear. After all, in contemporary Judaism, the scribes were the religious scholars and the Pharisees were the religious conservatives. If anyone in that culture was expected to make it to the kingdom, it was these people. But Jesus presents a higher standard, saying that merely an external, formal, outward, legalistic form of righteousness will not get you there. As Isaiah 64, 6 says, quote, All our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. All of them. In effect, Jesus is teaching that where there is true repentance and faith, there will also be the outworking of practical righteousness in the life, certainly to some degree. The remainder of the sermon builds on this truth and amounts to being a commentary on Matthew 5.20. John MacArthur writes, quote, In the verses that follow, Jesus unpacks the full moral significance of the law and shows that the righteousness the law calls for actually involves an internal conformity to the spirit of the law rather than mere external compliance to the letter. If new covenant realities, the deeper fulfillment of the law that Christ came to achieve, if these kingdom ethics don't impact your life at all, then be very sure you will not even enter the kingdom. Outward religious externals will never get you into the kingdom. True kingdom citizens have a heart conversion involving true repentance. This then demonstrates itself in the life. Religious legalists are all about outward performance. In contrast, Jesus is all about changed lives. Lives that are changed from the inside out. This is the stuff of kingdom ethics as taught by Jesus. Lord, again, we thank you for your word and uh, we thank you for Uh, coming to change lives. Yes, you came that we might be forgiven by giving yourself on the cross 
It's all about what you have done, not what we do to uh, earn or achieve forgiveness. But Lord, uh, as you forgive us, as we accept you as Lord and Savior, there's an internal transformation. We are born of God. We are born again. And that changes our lives. It's an internal dynamic. And so, Lord, we thank you that you came to change us from the inside out. This is the righteousness that will see the kingdom. Lord, indeed, we thank you for the truth of the word this morning. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.